happy to welcome everyone listening to our Prairie Doc radio program. Rick Holm just walked in the studio. He is our Prairie Doc. He's ready to answer your questions of a medical nature. His specialty is internal medicine. He's worked with Avera Medical Group Brookings and has served as a clinical professor at the University of South Dakota Stanford School of Medicine. And he's also the recent recipient of the South Dakota Medical Association's Award for Public Service. Bravo, bravo. We're very proud of you. We always have been. So, well, that was an honor. I mean, you know, and I, there's, you know, all those things. But You can be humble, but you can be appreciate and thank thank them for the honor. Uh, That's what it is. And, you know, I've learned this, you know, when you're teaching your children about Christmas. You know, there's this joy of giving that you learn about when you become the giver finally. You know, I don't think little kids really get that for a while. You got to be a little bit it older. It takes a while. But uh, then there's this whole issue of being a gracious receiver. Yes. And, um, you know, because uh, particularly when you're receiving the gift from your little kid and the kid's just full of joy, you know, that's a, think about that, to be a gracious receiver. So that's one of the things that... You know, that was very difficult for me when we first started this radio show. After we were on 20 years ago, after we were on for a couple of months, people would come up and say, oh, I just love you on that show. Oh, no, no. And I kept, <laughs> and finally I thought, I'm, I'm disallowing them to say something yeah. nice. You know, it was just wrong. So I had to practice my yeah. response. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad you appreciate it. Rather than go, no, 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 because you really don't want honors brought on yourself. No. You just, it's no. natural, human nature to back off and say, right. no, no, not me. I think a, a humility is a nice characteristic of a human being. It is. <laughs> but you can overdo it. Yeah, and you the, can almost you can insult the person That's who wants right. to give you something mm-hmm. by That's not right. accepting it. So, so I got, So here, I got to get, today. I, I, I what opened, happened today? I got a, um, a, it was kind of a mysterious message. Uh, it was in, wrapped in... Uh, paper that you use if you're an accountant kind of a person and then there was a cryptic note on the top that said uh, don't feel like you have to return this Uh, and then the next uh, is a folded up piece of of newspaper with veterans that are in the DeSmet or the Kingsbury County graveyard and uh, and I went through it oh there's Earl Holm, my dad, who is who is a vet, was a vet, of, you know, and was involved with the, the um, veterans organizations and the flags for D. Smith, and I mean, he was Mr. Organizer, and and he was a proud veteran. He really was, right. and um, and I went, who is this from? Where did this come from? You know, and I didn't, I didn't see, and, and it was just. Feel free, to, you know, it's one of those things that sometimes you, you're suspicious that there could have been somebody promoting something. And I'm looking all over promotion, and I look back side of the, well, it's my dear friend that I grew up with, Bill Purrington. I mean, one of my- He saw it. He and saw it. So I went right back to the list, and there's uh, Bill Purrington Sr. was also in the graveyard uh, in, in uh, D. Smith. And I mean, it, it's just one of those deals where somebody went out of their way did a nice little thing and uh, to share with you yeah. yeah and you know he was you know from the third grade till the you know today you know he's been one of my closest friends ever so there you have it you know you have 
dear friends that you grow up with. You knew them pre-puberty. <laughs> yes. So, so you really do know them. And uh, so <laughs> there are those people that you know in your lives that are like that. I had one friend call. We both turned a magical birthday. And she said, Joan, you know, you need to know. Count the, on your hand, one hand, the people who have known you for 70 years. And I thought, oh, my goodness, she's right. <laughs> I've known her since I was five. My <laughs> brother and sister are older than me. I don't know anyone else alive who's known me for 70 years. Yeah, My other really close friend died a couple of years ago. Another one died. It's Carmen, my brother and sister, and me. That's it. Three Isn't people that, that amazing? have known Three, you for 70, for 70 years. years. And I thought, wow. Oh. So she knows all of my problems and all my foibles. And, and, all, and, <laughs> and you from the inside out. Oh, And yes. she's still it's your like, friend? Yes, amazingly well, so. There it is. Yeah, you and Bill Parrington, <laughs> me and Carmen Micheletti. She wasn't Italian by any chance. <laughs> oh, she could Carmen be Italian. Carmen Micheletti, oh, yeah. Oh, the Irish and an Italian oh, mix. Everyone's our more. neighborhood, you were either Irish or Italian or wondered what you were doing there. Yeah. <laughs> that was about it where I grew up, you know. So it'll be fun to see Carmen. I'm going to be seeing Carmen again in another couple of days. Yeah. Heading to Chicago and oh, we're that's going to visit great. some friends. We've got a wedding with a nephew. So enough on me, enough on nostalgia, you and Bill Purrington. We are going to take a break. But by the way, folks, we love to have your calls. We would Any love Any medical your calls. issues, you don't have to talk about old times with Rick and I because we're getting old. We could talk about old times forever. Oh, yeah. We'd rather hear <laughs> medicine. The number We'd, is 692-1430. Give you, us a call. You know, that would be a gift to us. Hi, welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We were just talking about uh, many things, but Dr. Holm just mentioned his radio program, his television program. It is tomorrow night, and it's the beginning of the... Um, Renewals. What's the word? Uh, renewals. In the uh, summer renew. Uh, re- summer, summer reruns. Rerun. I couldn't think of the word. No. The summer reruns for Dr. Home, and actually the first summer rerun tomorrow night will not have Dr. Home. It will be Dr. Deb Johnston, as well as his good friend Matt Owens, two really fine physicians, and their program is Ask Anything, and they did ask a lot of different questions. And we mentioned at the outset of the program that Dr. Deb Johnston was also awarded uh, a fine honor by the South Dakota Medical Association mm-hmm. for mentoring uh, young physicians. So she's the, just done a lot of good things. The Young at Heart Award. There, there it is. There she is. The Young at Heart. Yes. But in that program, they covered a lot of different, lot of different topics because it was an Ask Anything, and they really had a lot of calls come in. I reviewed the program last night. Oh yeah. Thanks. To, you know, if any of you want to review any of Dr. Holmes' programs, you can go to prairiedoc.org. O-R-G. Sometimes when you pull up Prairie Doc on the web, you might get Prairie Dog, Prairie, a lot of different things. You've got to really look for Prairie Doc, D-O-C dot O-R-G. Get to that website, hit television, and there's all the programs he's done in the past. And you can just sit there and stream one of the programs. Or you can read the essays. You know, they're also there. And the radio show, there's a link to the radio show, this radio show. There's a lot of links on there. there there's really a lot nice. of links, yeah. Yes. So I did no reviewed it last night to see, you know, what what they may have covered, and uh, um, it's interesting. You can see the list there. Well, Anything they talked about Lou Gehrig's disease, disaster training, septic infection, uh, the back uh, uh, back pain and back stiffness, uh, issues about if there was a house fire, uh, and you know, then overpriced that, med- medicines. That, that house fire, I found really two things interesting. Um, 
Matt Owens was really interested in this, and he, he was saying that it's so important for people to have a plan, and a lot of times we don't think of that, especially mm-hmm. if you have young children, children in the home. If there, something happened, have a plan. Have those kids know what your plan is so no one goes back in a fire looking for someone who's probably already out. Right. And that, our, our that's plan really was, important. Our plan was to meet at that tree. Right. Uh, and if you had to... Uh, uh, crawl out of a window or break a window or smash a window get out the window and you're on the porch front porch and you jump out the off the roof of the po- porch if you have to or you get somebody to catch you uh, the other thing is if you're in the basement you always have that exit do- uh, window uh, and uh, and and then you meet with your family at that tree so everyone knows where to meet and that's that's really important and even if you're um you know, like Ed and I are not spring chicks. If something happened in the house, we could be in opposite ends of the house. He's deaf. He would never hear me calling him anyway. So, you know, it'd be good if we had a plan where to meet out in front, and then we'll know yeah. we're both safe and not go back in the house looking for the other person. Do you, do you have an exit out the uh, upstairs uh, uh, window? We do have a porch over the front of the house, so we could we could step onto the porch. Onto the porch. Yes, and yeah. Then you and the back has a porch. Yeah, there's a couple places with porches, so we're kind of yeah. lucky. We can step out. Yeah. Yes, which is really good. If you're on the second floor and you know you can get out uh, onto a porch, it's a lot safer than trying to go down a staircase in a fire. Right. You we had that? we had a uh, hanging ladder uh, when I grew up in DeSmet. One you of those did? hanging ladders really? out the front window. Uh, in the second floor, there was an exit uh, hanging ladder mm-hmm. set up. Yeah, you, you know, did an that too, Bob. another thing that Matt talked about that I had not thought of and would really be uh, inf- informative for our listening audience, our audience can often be skewed a little bit older, and that is a backup plan for loss of electricity. The reason is so many people now are on... Um, different machines where they really have to have electricity. Um, right, right, right. And if electricity for their out, lungs, well, the CPAP. It's the people who well, are on CPAP, oxygen. Well, the CPAP, you'd be all right. But the oxygen is really important. And if you have, if you have a need for oxygen in your home, you better have a backup for electricity. Yeah, right. Right. And yeah. uh, uh, you know, a lot of people who who are constantly being at uh, risk of losing their electricity. Uh, New Orleans or coastal cities or all of us really in a storm you've got to be ready for one two three days of no electricity what are you going to do in the winter is the big risk for us certainly Uh, and of course uh, you take your freezer and you put them outside (laughs) (laughs) what's in the freezer the other thing is you have a heat option you know and that's the other uh, thing if you don't have a heat option if you're an electric provided heat then you need to have you should have a um, a backup generator You're right so those are you know matt talked about those and i thought i don't think about those very often it's probably good to mention on this program well we're waiting for your calls folks come on now dr holm asked you to call we're going to take our second break 692-1430 if you have a medical question call us please. we'd appreciate it Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. We're happy to have you listening today. During the break, both Bob and Rick were talking about friends of theirs who actually lost their homes to fires. So it can happen. You'd like to think it's not going to happen to you, and we trust it won't, but it is good to have a plan. And also, if not uh, a plan, uh, 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 certainly a plan to save lives. 
but also a plan for a backup for things that you have. Have you taken pictures of, of the valuable things that you have in your house so that you could uh, recover them? You know, it's as simple as uh, walking through your house with your video, uh, with your iPhone video camera on and just kind of note the things that you have and then you can find them again or repurchase them or recover them or prove to the insurance company you had them. Um, uh, it's really important. When the time comes. Yeah. yeah. And you'd think it's not going to happen. My godson, who lives in uh, just outside of Denver, lost his home to a fire. Just went, four kids at home, and they, they everybody was safe, but the house sure wasn't. They uh, had to move into another home for six months while theirs was being done. And mm-hmm. again, I'm not sure if they had pictures of everything, but it was a nightmare. They were His wife was on the phone constantly with insurance and with repair and everything. Uh-huh. It's an exhausting thing to go through. Well, Tom Luzier, who is, on, who is scheduled to be on our show on a Thursday night a couple years ago, had a fire two days before his the oh. show, and 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 he lost everything. Uh, so when he came, he asked me if I had a sports jacket he could wear because he had no. <laughs> he didn't even jacket. have a jacket, right? Oh, <laughs> didn't have a sports jacket or a tie. I gave him a sports jacket and a tie. <laughs> you took good care of him. Yeah, oh, that's you can good. keep it, Tom. Keep that jacket. <laughs> it's keep all that yours, tie. right? <laughs> well, people do come to the rescue. I know that, but it's it's just good a thing to be aware of. You know that you should be. Uh, one of the things that they talked on that uh, talked about on that list was sepsis, and that that has become a kind of a hot topic medically uh, right now. And if you look into it, you know people will talk about sepsis. So, Tell us do you know what first, sepsis is? Do you have any idea? It's an infection, I think, but that's all it I, I don't know infection. much about it. And a lot of people blame hospitals for it, don't they? Or am I wrong? Oh, I for years, I'd hear, oh, you know, they shouldn't have been in the hospital that long. They picked up that germ in the hospital. You didn't yeah. want to hear that, did you? Okay. Well, I mean, anything can happen if you're sick and you're disabled. Right. And but if you're at the hospital and you get and you're and you're you're dying, uh, if you hadn't had the hospital, you were going to die. Uh, and, but you get to the hospital, you expect that they'll turn it around. Well, they don't always turn it around. I right. mean, there's times that there's complications from the things that they do in the hospital that are life-saving, like just simple IVs. Correct. But sepsis is, by definition, when the infection has spread into the bloodstream. And oh. then it's spreading all over your body, and it's everywhere. <sighs> uh, I had a, a patient who had pneumonia, and uh, he had uh, pneumonia that came after a flu. Uh, and he was in his uh, uh, late 50s at the time, right? And um, so he just didn't come in because, he, you know, why come in? And I'm a healthy man. I'll I'm be a healthy right. man. I'm <laughs> tough. I'm tough. Divorced guy. His, his daughters were hovering over him, but he said, I'm fine. Finally, the daughter, one daughter called me and, and uh, said, uh, uh, my dad is really, really sick and deteriorating right now before my very eyes. So... I uh, came over and we walked him to the car and drove him to the hospital and gave him uh, IV antibiotics the moment he hit the door, right after the cultures that were drawn. And we got blood cultures that came back positive for uh, sepsis. Wow. And the antibiotic uh, killed uh, the bug, but the, the problem is if you kill the bug, and there's a lot of bugs in your bloodstream, then you have release of the toxins from the dead bugs and the body has an allergic reaction and suddenly there's no blood pressure this is a common thing that wow, happens that's, that's one of the problems with sepsis 
so that what I have always done when I have somebody who I'm suspicious of severe sepsis is I give them steroids, IV steroids, to counter that reaction. Uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And that's a debatable issue right now. I mean, the okay. literature will say one year it'll say you should always give st steroids. Then they'll say, no, don't give steroids. I think the pendulum is in the area of giving the steroids now. But um, uh, just the, the severe, I mean, you know this person is infected in every quadrant, every corner. Because it's gone to the blood. It's okay. gone to the blood, and the blood goes everywhere. Yeah, yeah Bob. Is that what they call blood poisoning then? Exactly. Okay. The same exact, it's the old name, blood poisoning. Which is sepsis. Which is sepsis. Can I ask, when you um, have maybe, you, he said that he, he had uh, the flu or in an right. influenza. If you have an infection and it's in your body, what causes it to go to your bloodstream? Or maybe we don't know what causes it. Right. Well, okay, so the guy had a viral infection of his lung. Okay. A million people get it, hack, hack, hack. They get a runny nose, ache all over, feel lousy, fever for one or two days, then they have a hacky cough for two weeks. And then it goes away. Your body defends itself. But a small percentage of those people will get a secondary bacterial pneumonia in the lung, bacteria, for one reason or another. Maybe they're, you know, they have some lung disease, or maybe they aren't coughing, or maybe they have sleep apnea, or they're not clearing their lungs, or they're taking so sedatives reasons. or whatever right. it might be but they don't clear the stuff we normally hack it out that's why you have that hacky cough it's clearing your lungs so they get an infection in the lung now when an infection is you know bad enough wherever it might be it might be in your arm uh, in the cellulitis in the cells of the arm it might be a pneumonia it could be in the kidneys or starts in the bladder goes to the kidneys um, it could be a leg infection. You know, a lot of people have poor venous return and they have leg infections. Uh, whatever the source it might be, it, gets, it can spread into the bloodstream because you know the bloodstream goes everywhere. And what the blood does is it sweeps in where there's an infection and it carries all the warriors, you know, all of the soldiers, you know, the, uh, and they, as my dad would call the grunts, they come in and they, and they're in there fighting away. Uh, and the lymph cells are the generals and the officers are saying, now we need more over there and send more over in this direction. And uh, we need to block them off at the pass over here. And, uh, but the grunts, the, the leukocytes are out there fighting away an infection. They're walling off the infection. But sometimes they don't wall it off. And as the bloodstream is carrying those warriors in, they break down the barrier and the invasion occurs and gets into the you know, into the blood and spreads and it everywhere. And that's it, yeah. And once okay. you get in there, you can, you, you have little, uh, you know, um, sites of, of infection spreading from every other site. Yeah. Did your friend do okay? My friend uh, became, he, someone else was his doctor and okay. uh, was a great doctor and did really well. And I got him through the night. I was on call or whatever. And the next morning, uh, his doctor saw that he was so very sick through the night from the ICU, shipped him to Sioux Falls, uh, and he was in the intensive care unit for a month. Oh, my. Oh. Uh, and, um, but they got him through. They got him through. And he That's came good. out of it, came back to 
Brookings. And well, thank goodness his daughter spoke up and you oh, listened yeah. to her. She you saved know. his life. Yeah. and um, Probably just going through that night, it might have been the end Oh, he him. would have been the death. Yeah. I mean, it he was, wasn't going to make it. It was minutes. I mean, and when he got to Sioux Falls, the report from the doctors are he has less than a 10% chance of surviving this. Oh, wow. He was so very sick. And so he was on the respirator for uh, and a breathing machine and presser agents and the whole nine yards for two weeks. Uh, they finally got him through. And This uh, is a lesson for all of us. Well, that's no matter how tough you are, you've got to realize there's times when you do need to seek help. Well, there's a huge lesson. Okay, so here it is. And this is important. Mostly these come from pneumonias. So, uh, and the uh, people will get a viral respiratory infection and they'll have a hacky cough and they're doing all right and they have a fever the first day or two and then it goes away. If the fever comes back in day three or four, you don't dally. I mean, you get shaking chills. That's a death knell. That's a possible uh, uh, um, um, warning that there could be a bacterial infection in your blood particularly if it's like three, four, five days after that initial cold started. Uh, and so uh, warning bells, warning bells, a new, a second fever after the cold, uh, don't, uh, don't delay. I'll give you another story. When I had um, uh, pancreatic cancer, they put in a stent. Uh, this was a tube that allowed bile to come out of the liver and come down into my GI tract and they did the uh, they did this before they did the Whipple procedure so they they could do the chemo and they could do the radiation before they took out the tumor and reconnected things so this uh, biliary tract had this plastic stent in it and then after I got infected and it blocked again they pulled it out and put a new one in and then after it got infected and blocked the third time, they took it out and put a, a more permanent metal one in. But the plastic kind of gets infected periodically. And, you know, you do that when it's a temporary deal. I didn't know I was going to, they didn't know I was going to live. They didn't know how long that was going to be. And so. <clears throat> Defied their guesses. But you know, yes, still with us. I okay. did. Well, the second time that it was put in, uh, the second time it, uh, the second time it got infected, um, before they put in the metal one. So the second plastic one that before I got, I got septic. And uh, I, I can remember suddenly getting shaking chills and feeling really bad and knowing this, this is sepsis. not good. <laughs> I knew it was. You sepsis. knew too much. Right? And we, uh, she got me to the, my wife, Joni, got me to the emergency room. And we were there, and they and they said, "Well, what's up?" And I said, "Sepsis. I need stat blood cultures, and an, and at least one antibiotic started before you do anything else." <laughs> and that's what they did. Uh, and they would have done it without me telling them. But it's good you told them. Um, and uh, they, uh, I as they a, after the initiation of the uh, antibiotics, even in the next couple hours, as I was getting treatment I got very confused I was losing I couldn't answer simple questions and uh, and so there there you have it I mean I can remember it happening uh, th that sepsis is a dangerous thing and you you know and you, you the clue is shaking chills you know rigors as they used to call them keep that in mind okay we're gonna take a final break we'll be right back 
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. Dr. Rick Holm is here ready to answer questions or discuss medicine, and he really has discussed some very timely and important topics today. And just let me finish up. Uh, Bob asked in the interim about lymph system flow, and it's interesting. We've got three kinds of flow in our body. One flow is arterial. It is rigorous, fast, well-contained. The arteries are really kind of uh, tight and don't leak. And they're, they're rigorously elastic. They kind of pulse uh, with you. Uh, the venous system is a big dilated, you know, they aren't, they aren't uh, hoses. Uh, they're like uh, uh, sheets of, uh, of uh, like pillowcases that are split on both ends on and, and sewed together in a long way. They're really floppy, really wide. The flow is slow. It doesn't have as much pump. It does have the pump of the, of the muscles around it. And then the third is um, the uh, interstitium, the new organ system. Um, or no, I mean the lymph system, which is, which is much slower than that. And so those three areas, the arterial, the, um, the uh, venous, and then the lymph system. And they are all flows. They all flow back to the heart. Heart pushes it out to the arteries feeds every system and then it comes back to us again uh, uh, through a, a floppier slower system well that's mm-hmm. enough we're out of time aren't we well i think we've run out of time we hope you've enjoyed this program and we uh, would like you to listen again for prairie doc radio brought to you by the avera medical group brookings as i mentioned at the outset of the show you can always hear and see more from dr Holm online at prairiedoc.org that's all for this week thanks rick Thank you, Joan, and thank you, Bob, and stay healthy out there.